0: Hello and welcome to Short Briefings on Long-Term Thinking. Thanks for joining us. I'm Malcolm Borthwick, Managing Editor of Intellectual Capital at Bailey Gifford. High-frequency trading, short-selling, smart beta. Over the last decade, the investment industry has become increasingly short-term and increasingly complex. There are now more stock indices in the world than companies listed on stock markets, some fear the industry has lost its way. I'm joined in our Edinburgh studio by one of them, Stuart Dunbar, who's a partner at Bailey Gifford. But before we start, some important information. Please remember that, as with all investments, your capital is at risk. Stuart, let's go back to basics. What's the purpose
1: of investing? The purpose of investing is to deploy capital wisely into investment projects in the hope and expectation of generating long-term positive returns on those projects which can then be paid back to those who invested in the first place. Now that's very different than what most people would say these days which would be the purpose of investing is to outsmart other investors by investing in the stock market. A rather peculiar place to start on this perhaps is that although we were clearly an investment company we're really not that interested in the stock market. Now, isn't that a peculiar thing to say? (laughs) Um, But this business of secondary market trading and daily prices and share price volatility is really not the business of investing. That's the business of one set of people who want to trade with another set of people on a daily basis on the assumption that we're smarter than they are. That's what I would describe as a zero-sum game that everybody sort of slightly unthinkingly references in terms of active management. I think that's all a colossal distraction from the job of capital deployment and wealth creation. I'll pick up on something you mentioned in the intro about there being more indices than stocks in the world. It's not just more, it's about 70 times more. There's well over 3 million different stock indices. Now, in fairness to the providers of such indices, there will be all kinds of strange little quirks about don't hold this stock, or don't hold that stock. But the fundamental point is, you know, you don't need to be some sort of PhD in finance. In fact, it's probably quite unhelpful to be a PhD in finance to work out that you don't need 70 times more ways to combine stocks than there are stocks to invest in. And it's just a reflection of the, the sort of priorities of the industry having got all out of kilter. Where do you think as an industry we started to go wrong? <laughs> well, here's a bit of history, I. So, as you may tell from my accent, I grew up in Glasgow. I also studied in Glasgow. I went off and did a, I did a degree in finance, actually. So, I'm very well versed in efficient market theory and Fama and French and all this stuff. What's remarkable to me is that was sort of mid to late 1970s when a lot of this academic work was done, and I and I learned it at university and and thought this is going to be very helpful in my career. And and here we are, sort of a large number of years later. And what I've really learned since I've been working in this industry is how how much that was just completely not reflective of the real world. There was a wonderful survey done uh, by a a professor of finance in Madrid a couple of years ago. And he surveyed other professors of finance from around the world at very reputable business and finance schools. And the the most interesting thing to come out of that was was a, a fairly strong consensus amongst those who teach capital markets theory that it doesn't apply at all in the real world. It's the starting point for a way of thinking about the world, but by the time you acknowledge all the assumptions that don't hold true in reality, the sort of financial theory is just not a basis on which to invest. So to answer your question, where did it all start? It started when the business of investing became the analysis of stock markets, rather than the thoughtful consideration of how to put real money into real projects.
0: You've talked about the purpose of investing, Stuart.
1: How does that fit into the active versus passive debate? So I think there's a very unhelpful simplification in that debate. So, so rather strangely, I'm not anti-passive. In fact, we have admiration for some of the big passive providers because, because what they do, I wouldn't necessarily describe what they do as investing, not in our pure sense, but they provide broad market access at low cost. I mean, our, our industry has a problem with charging clients, not so much charging them too much, but taking too high a share of whatever value added that many active managers outperform a little bit, but, but essentially take it all in fees. So you'd be better off with a passive manager in, in, in those instances. The real question on passive versus active is what types of active management work. And it's very difficult to drill down into that. So the vast majority of studies you will see sort of faithfully reproduced by various financial press will tell you the average active manager underperforms after fees therefore why bother there have been some more interesting studies in more recent times about what are the characteristics of active managers that make their probability of adding value for clients much higher the two strong signifiers of active management done well are low turnover and high active share active share being the level to which we differ from an index So active share or divergence from index suggests to me, again, that these are managers who are not starting looking at the whole opportunity set. These are managers who are trying to find great ideas, acknowledging you won't find all of them, but just focusing on that rather than trying to cut down a universe and we'll we'll be underweight banks because we don't really like them. That's not the thought process that we follow. That's if we don't like banks, we don't invest in banks. So the real point of this is that there are signposts of active management done well. You can quite quickly narrow down on investment companies that are looking at capital deployment rather than playing the markets. So to answer your question, it's not about active versus passive. It's about what I would describe as actual investing as opposed to trading the stock markets.
0: And actual investing is the first really sizable high-profile advertising campaign that Bailey Gifford has rolled out
1: since 1908. But what does actual mean? It's, it's quite interesting to me we started to describe what we do as opposed to the other way around which is we've latched on a phrase and altered our behavior it's just a summation of everything we've been talking about it's a focus on wealth creation capital deployment working with management leaving the value for the clients rather than taking it for ourselves thinking long term and being pretty much indifferent to share prices so it's all of those things but how do you encapsulate that in a short phrase so this is where we came up with actual investing and of course it's a nice play on the active versus passive, it's not active versus passive it's actual versus not actual You know I've got no real interest in in defending the active management industry, I do have an interest in defending the concept of capital deployment in the interests of society and we, we're affected by the sort of poor quality of that whole discussion. It's appropriate for a company like ours to stand up and say we think this whole debate is a bit The wrong way on and and start to try and talk about what we do think people should focus on. And you know, remember that the existence of the investment industry is not, you know, some sort of self enriching game. The investment industry has a phenomenally important job to do. Economic progress and productivity gains rely on capital deployment into new and better ways of doing things. It's really important that our industry I think, gets back to focusing on that. It's very hard to prove this, but I suspect that the relatively poor productivity enhancements and gains of the last 20 years or so in developed market economies is because hardly any new capital has been deployed because R&D spending is so low. You know, So leaving aside any competitive positioning of our firm or anything like that, it's it's just important that the asset management industry gets back to focusing on the wealth creation rather than squabbling over the returns. Because if nobody's creating the wealth, there aren't any returns for for us to share out. And how does that affect the way we research into companies at Bailey Gifford? You mean you start in a different place? I guess we try to have big ideas in the sense that we're interested in disruption and what's changing in the world. And that in the main these days is driven by what's technologically becoming possible. So there is this idea that some people call us a tech investor. We're, we're not, Saying we were tech investors is like saying everyone was an electricity investor in 1915. Every company that is growing and aiming to be successful is using technology in some way. And it's all about what is technology making possible. It's not always even just about technology, but, you know, it's, it's there. So what we try and do is understand what's changing, whether it's in the fields of genomics or artificial intelligence or robotics and all sorts of some technologies that converge to create new possibilities. Just just to to leave the abstract behind, think about robots. Robots at the moment tend to be nailed to factory floor, moving around in very limited fashion in order to put a car together. What can you do with robots when they can artificially see? So suddenly you move from one repetitive thing over and over, which is cheaper than having a person do it, and probably socially better as well, to a robot that can undertake variable tasks in a way that a human would do. So to give you an idiotically simple example, there is now a robot that you can put a bunch of cardboard boxes in a heap in front of it, and it'll move itself around, pick up the cardboard boxes. Think about that. Not squash them. Pick them up gently and stack them up into some sort of sensible structure. Now, isn't that the simplest thing in the world? And any human being pretty much could do that. But that's a leap forward in terms of what robotics is starting to make possible. Yeah, that, that sensitivity is
0: really interesting, isn't it? In terms of the massive difference between picking up a, um, that cup you're holding or a credit card, for example.
1: Exactly. And, and we're still in the very early stages of that. I'll give you another slightly mad example. This is not really investable, but just to the point here is imagination. We work with a lot of different academic institutions. One of them made a robot that can roll around in a field of lettuces, zapping the weeds literally down to a couple of square centimetre area, thereby using a vastly smaller amount of pesticide, which is plainly good for the environment. can do it automatically so you don't need to employ people to do this job. But think about the complexity of that. It's navigating itself around. It's telling the difference between what's a lettuce and what's a weed. And it is accurately spraying tiny amounts of pesticide onto these little weeds before they even get growing. So we can learn more from academic institutions and probably investment bank research? It's now traditional in the asset management industry, despite the fact that as an industry we have largely used the research of the investment banking industry for years not us I hasten to say you know as if it's sort of beacons of light it's now become fashionable to say that it's all nonsense I actually think there are some smart analysts in investment banks it's just that there used to be a lot of other analysts as well That there's a danger here that um, we're overly dismissive of others we've spoken about what we mean by we at Bailey Gifford mean by investment and it's not share prices you know we're not some sort of geniuses and we're the only ones that have worked this out there are some good researchers at investment banks you just need to know who they are it tends to be those that write longer term perspectives on things that can be interesting to us we're really not interested in somebody's spreadsheet about what the earnings of a company going to be in the next quarter but you know there are smart people out there and it's important to be humble actually you always have to remember you you might have been lucky rather than smart probably we're not but let's not get carried away with ourselves One of the big reasons I think we've been successful is our willingness to learn from people who are smarter than we are. I like coming to work every day because it's nice to be in an office full of smart people who probably will all tell you they're smarter than I am as well. But listening to smart people is a really smart thing to do, isn't it? You know, we're fortunate to have access to some of the great entrepreneurs of our time and academic thinkers of our time. And we can scarcely spend our time better than listening to how they perceive the world because that allows us to conceive of what the next big investment opportunities might be. It also guides us in some cases to individual companies that might be interesting. Stuart, that's a good place to end it. Thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks very much.
0: You can find our podcast shop briefings on long-term thinking at baileygifford.com forward slash podcasts and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and TuneIn. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please spread the word. And if you'd like to hear more about what we mean by actual investors and read more straight talking and original views, subscribe to our blog, Actually, at actually.baileygifford.com. And many thanks to Lord of the Isles for the music. The track we've used is called Horizon Effect, which was released on permanent vacation. Until next time.